Hey everybody, thank you for coming back and listening to and or watching episode number whatever of Teddy Bears and Tentacles podcast. My name is Quinn. I'm going to wait a second for the lower third. And I have with me today, Skinny Rick. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it. I hate seeing myself, dude. Dude. uh, Yeah, Uh, we got a little shenanigans going on with the production today. There we go. I got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's going on, dude? Uh, nothing much, bro. Uh, so you got something new going? Lives. Yeah, you got <laughs> you got something new going on. So why don't you tell everybody? About Have we it? not recorded since rookie week? No, dude. All Remember right. that's why we got. I made a post about it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So what's up, dude? So it's the right one. So yeah. I'm a lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, but not like at a pool, like actually out on the beach doing some Baywatch stuff, yeah. you know. Uh, so far, I've made... I've only made two assists, personally. Yeah. But there, I've been back up on about five Yeah. in our in my first, like, two weeks of working. So, people really out here getting caught in rip currents, you know? Yeah. So... And by um, assist, you mean you did a little bit of damage and somebody else did the rest? Basically, I swim to them, to the person who's getting caught in the rip, and I assist them back to shore. It's only a rescue if they're unconscious. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, and we're Good, not dude. we're not supposed to knock them out to make them unconscious. Yeah. And so you're doing, I mean, you're doing a you know you're doing a lot of physical activity. They're making y'all do a bunch of PT and stuff. Yeah, so uh so yesterday we did PT in the morning. We did uh some swim tests with the fins, like little flippers. Uh-huh. And uh I sucked at that. Um and then we did medical uh we did medical stuff. So basically the way that it works is you do sprints from like there's no way for you to judge the distance unless you know the beach but basically from the pier to the first lifeguard tower on the south side of it you sprint from there to the tower and back and then when you get back you've got a fake victim so you have a medical situation that you have to deal with you know one of the scenarios was there was someone having a seizure and we had to go through the protocol for that one of them was someone cut their foot open one of them was uh the funniest one we did was uh someone got impaled by an umbrella what but like through their leg like how bad like that 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 hasn't happened but like it was mostly just funny to oh see yeah, if, yeah, yeah see if we know how to use a tourniquet yeah. see if we know how to like handle that yeah that's with, crazy. Like, massive bleeding so um and then we did like burpees and stuff in the morning but then when we got done with work we did crossfit yeah which has me so uh did you think it was going to be as hard as it is whenever you first signed up for it no i mean i thought it was going to be i don't know what i didn't really have any expectations yeah uh i know the guy who runs it who's he's the uh, fire chief down on uh do we have we are we allowed to say where we're at i don't care yeah down on tybee yeah and so, um, I don't know. Y'all could find me if you want to find me. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, 
so I know him and he said that he I mean like it's hard work but he said it's it's like achievable like anyone can do it if they yeah if they are like a hard worker so so what's your goal with it are you gonna you think about doing coast guardery or uh, anything no it's just a some it's just, just a summer job yeah cool um mostly just because I can't work at the coffee shop yeah it's a big difference in jobs yeah. but they don't let mullets over there yeah <laughs> um so yeah I, as you can see i am still considerably white yeah but not quite yeah as white in person he's much less white than normal than normal yeah like used to be like if we went maybe somewhere up north yeah. you might lose me outside yeah. if i was naked yeah you know yeah i guess dude <laughs> but now i at least look healthy yeah well, dude, you look healthy. You look like you've been having fun. And uh, so we're back from a couple weeks off here. Uh, we, honestly, we were going to take this week off as well. The um, the whole George Floyd situation and the protests and everything had been giving me a bit of anxiety. Um, and, you know, I haven't really come out and say really anything about it on social media or anything like that. My opinion on it is that, um, you know, I, I understand the outrage, the protests, all that stuff. Um, I don't think that the way that this thing was handled at first or is being handled, uh, is honoring to this guy. It doesn't seem like, a a grievous period if you know what i mean it's just kind of anger and outrage filled which i mean it's a horrible situation the cop was 100 percent in the wrong he should be charged with murder in my opinion um but you know i've been doing i've been producing the neglected now for almost a year and you know i've listened to stories of uh you know, African-American guys that have been prosecuted, uh, you know, wrongly. But, you know, at the same time, I've listened to like Theo Brown to Shimmeray's story about, you know, escaping the Rwandan genocide whenever he was nine. And yeah, with, and with like with that stuff, um, like he talks about how like nothing, like things didn't get better until there was peace like yeah. until people were able to which and it's tough because like obviously if you're for like I, I mean for lack of a better term or like way to say this like if your people are being abused and oppressed and like that's really like that's what's going on like obviously you want to stand up and you want to do something about it but i really don't see how going and burning down buildings is the way to go about it and i'm sure there's people that like we know that would say that you know that would argue with that but my thing is that then at the end of the day like the i forgot how it's worded but basically like what i've been saying is the outcome needs to be the solution so 
if the solution is violence, then your outcome is going to be violence. You're yeah. just going to get more violence. If you want peace, then yeah. peace has to be the solution. You yeah. can't achieve something yeah. with uh, like its opposite, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I've talked about it, you know, with multiple people. I think, you know, kind of to parse this thing out a bit, whenever it first happened, there, you know, you've seen uh, just layers of people try, trying to, um, you know, I don't want to say stir the pot, point fingers more or less. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's just bizarre that two white people can ab- agree that the death of this guy is wrong and the cops in the wrong, but then they're fighting over whether or not protests or riots should take place. And most of those people aren't going to be out yeah. there in the first place. And that's the reality of it, dude. There, um, there's so much, there's so much wrong with what's happening. Like, I just don't get how two wrong, like two wrongs don't make a right. So like, this is this is when, because like protests are different than riots. Yeah. Like, so a good example, and I, I only saw it like a clip in passing of this up. Uh, I guess he was the sheriff. He was a police officer talking to a crowd at one of these protests, taking off of taking off his helmet, taking off his yeah. riot gear, saying, "Hey, like we're here to keep you safe. Yeah. So we're gonna like we are going to march with you because this is the, the, the actions of this cop are not like gonna portray what we do because we're actually here to do our jobs and keep yeah. you safe. So like that." is really what I think looks like a solution. Yeah. Like you're you're you've got a group of people standing up saying this is wrong and we're tired of injustice. And then you get like you know, if you're a police officer, your whole thing should be about keeping people safe and and like the justice system and everything. Like you should be there for the people, not to hurt them. Yeah. So, but obviously, like, if you've got a bunch of dudes out there throwing bricks at cops, like, yeah, you're like, I, if I was in that situation, yeah, I'm going to get out the right gear. I'm going to use tear gas. I'm going to like, I'm not going to sit around and let people burn down my town, but there's just, it's like these two polar opposites where we need change and but there it's like almost like overcompensation and with that you're going to get backlash from this other side and so it's just it and it's tough cuz like I'm a white guy so yeah. like a lot of people immediately just discredit what I have to say about the situation because I wouldn't like understand yeah and I get that like I may not fully understand it but what I do know is that like the shop owner, what was it in Texas where they drug him out in the street and near beat him to death? Yeah. Like the man was trying to defend his store yeah. from people rioting. They drug him out into the street, beat him unconscious. He was in a, like his own blood just laying there crumpled up on the ground. Like that's, that's the solution. That doesn't make any sense. Cause that's like awful. Yeah. If I had seen that happen, I, that's not something I could stand by and, and watch. Even if I like was one of the people out there who was like, even if I thought that the only way we're going to get change is to be aggressive, beating some guy 
within an inch of his life yeah. who has n- nothing to do with you yeah. is just trying to protect his like his property that's oh. not right like that's that's not yeah that's not okay there's some crazy videos out there and i don't want to get into all that stuff you know uh, i just wanted to say that you know i don't think that a lot of the turmoil helps i don't think that you know if you're a group of white people who are yelling at one another over articulation of a sentence or something like that that's not helping i've seen tons of people using that is the uh, wildest thing too is i see a lot of like oh now not only because there's so much so many videos floating around right now but there's a lot of like white people out there assaulting other white people and it's like hold on like we're like we're if you're there to help be there to help don't be there to incite violence be there to support the people who who are there to bring change like be there to benefit don't don't be there to start a fight with some other dude who could he be like could it it be that some racist dude shows up and is like you know saying completely inappropriate things sure but like also just let him like the guy's an idiot yeah like he doesn't know what he's talking about he doesn't know like he's not a good person and so you're gonna like stoop down to his level and you're gonna like that's that's just i don't know it just growing up like it it takes everything you learn as a child about treating people fair and like you know i mean i'm assuming if your parents raised you like properly i guess like it just seems like such a simple thing it's like if you don't want to be treated awful you don't treat someone else poorly like and and yeah with that you're going to get people who treat you like trash and you just gotta like learn how to yeah you know it's different if they're like abusing you like that's that's a different story but a stranger in passing that's saying some awful stuff like that's that guy's an idiot like like he's not worth your time if that makes sense yeah what i would say you know to everybody is just get it together man cops get it together civilians get it together protesters get it together facebook keyboard warriors get it together everybody get it together man we're stuff doesn't help we're here in America, in a pl- in a place where we came and conquered the native people to where they essentially don't exist anymore. And that's not just white people, that's also black people. That's like, we came over here and we took this land from the Native American Indians. Like, this isn't our land, this isn't black, white, nothing. Like the powers that control the land may be mostly white or have been for the majority of the time. But for us to move forward with this, we have to get it together and come together. That's, I mean, and that's it. At the end of the day. We're and, fighting and this, over something is, that's not ours to begin with. This is the frustrating thing is like when, when people get, so my thing is like, are you a US citizen? Yeah. If the answer is yes, you're an American. You don't have to like America. You can have problems with it, but you are an American. Like that's how that works. And so if we want to make this country better, we have to realize that we are all here together. And 
there are going to be people who are the scum of the earth. There are going to be people who do not have your best interest in mind. There are going to be people who want to see you hurt. And that is not okay. But at the end of the day, we're all here together and we have to learn how to how to come together to stand for change and to and to stand for a better America. And, you know, it just pains me to see videos of people in fist fights, you know, cop cars getting burned, even not even cop cars like like there's like just regular cars yeah. that are burning in the streets tagged like people are out there vandalizing stuff it's like the whole like do you not also live here like is that not self-deprecating in some sort of way and and i it's it's so hard because i i understand where they're coming from like the idea of you know this is what is going to get people's attention i get it because you have our attention everyone's paying like everyone sees it yeah but also you're solidifying the people who who hate you you're solidifying their opinion about it yeah. you know you're you're just giving them ammunition against you you're allowing racist people whatever oh. to be able to point to this and be like see like yeah. like these people are ruining our cities and that, so like that just seems counterproductive to me. It just doesn't seem like you're going to accomplish anything. Sure, like right now you've got everyone everyone sees it. Everyone is acknowledging it. Yeah. But like in a few years, like are people really going to look back? Like in 10 years, are we going to look back and be like, "Man, like burning down those cities, yeah. like we I have a of, I was proud to be a part of it. I was proud to be a part know. of it and we have a new America." Yeah. Yeah, so. it uh you know, step one is, in my opinion, is stop feeding the media. You know, when's the when's the last time you heard the most recent coronavirus number? Like, we are know. feeding this freaking cycle, uh, the 2020 cycle of, and, and we're just we're just priming ourselves for more crazy shit to happen. That's what we're doing. That's all we're doing, dude. It and, doesn't make any sense. Yep, and it's gonna start. You know, it, the, here's a good example. This episode is gonna be a good example. What we're going into today is is you know bizarre in and of itself and uh yeah i don't know so that's all i have to say man today's content is really not really not entirely related to what we're talking about right now but it is it is in a way because i asked the question earlier and and we'll get into it but basically it this is the result this is the result of poor poor uh Poor support for citizens, poor uh, governmental management, um, poor societal management, all that. This is a result of that. So I guess we'll just go ahead and get into it. Um, Sorry for the uh, lack of something said by me earlier. If you're a person who took offense to that, I also think that saying that if you don't say anything in this case, the George Floyd case, then you're a part of the problem is just also a crazy thing to say. So it, it's different. sorry if that offended you that I didn't say anything, it's, but it's different if that, that statement just doesn't hold up. Cause like if you in a situation, let's say we're in a group, right. Mm-hmm. And you see someone being harassed, right. And yeah. you don't say anything out of like fear yeah. or whatever. 
yeah, like you're contributing to the problem because you're not getting involved. But in a situation like this, where like the whole nation, even the world, really, like there's riots happening outside of America, yeah. is is so bitterly divided, and there's so much hate. Like sometimes fueling that, yeah, doesn't help. Doesn't help. Like sometimes, here's my thing. Why do the people online need to know what I think? Yeah. Like I'm I'm we're here and we talk about this. Yeah. Like this what you hear here is what I think. I'm not saying it because I want like we need views or like yeah. we you know I'm trying to appeal to the online audience. This scenario is us talking and you actually getting to see what I think. Yeah. I'm not going to go on Twitter and be like, "All right guys, so I have the solution." Yeah. Like that's not where change happens. Change happens in your community. Like it starts with you and the people you know. And so if people I know who are close to me want to talk about this stuff, all good. Yeah. But like fueling these keyboard warriors or whatever, like they're they're not gonna the odds of someone who who posts those types of things online. The odds of them actually saying any of that to someone's face yeah. are slim. Now, it'd be different if you cornered them and they're like, you know, they're freaking out. It's like, well, you said it online, so say it to my face. Obviously, like, they're probably going to be like, all right, get mad and defensive. Well, they probably still won't. You know? I'm just like, my th- like, like, the change has to happen with you. Like, it has to start with you. Yeah. And it, that's just the end. Like, that's the end of the... Yeah. The conversation is like, if you want change, you have to, you have to be the catalyst for that change. And, you know, if everyone took that and ran with it, yeah. we'd, we'd be able to accomplish stuff. Yeah. You know, like it would be much different instead of being. And also like, well, instead of being like cornered into this, this, this area where you've got people and and I haven't just to clarify, I haven't been on social media a whole no. lot since this started. You know, I've been kind of sticking to my normal stuff, just trying to keep it lighthearted and funny on my Twitter account. But like I don't care to get on there and see if there's people I know who are saying hateful things. Like like if if they really care, like we can talk. Like that's okay. But I'm not about to get online and like feed this beast that we've created with social media so yeah my statement it, my body of work should be a statement enough for me you know go watch the neglected go learn about yeah. oppression in other places go do that and you know yeah i mean because and, this it's i've said it before american privilege is something that exists. trumps everything else you know, the worst day yeah, that the he, worst yeah, here have is better than the best day in some, in some places. places. And if you haven't seen those other places, that's hard to understand. I certainly didn't understand it until I went. And even then, sometimes I forget. Like, it, not to say that what's happening isn't important, because it is 100% important. I think it is. It is. It is imperative that we figure this out but they're like like mass genocide and theo having to go through that as a child because of his people 
do we like does anyone alive right now know what that's like here in america now and and prison so full so many people involved that they have to have communal gatherings where people go up and confess and they're forgiven of the crimes yeah and the racial reconciliation in that country is phenomenal phenomenal it, from what I hear from people that have been there. I haven't been I to trust. Rwanda. I've been to... Yes. Javana and Nick have both. I've been to Kenya. Been I've been to uh, Tanzania. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there's anywhere else in Africa I've been. So I understand this is America. This stuff shouldn't be happening. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, you know... People have it worse in other places and have found and racial have reconciliation found, yeah. and peace but, within yeah. the communities in which this stuff has happened. And, you know, it just, I'm just tired of it, man. I'm tired of hearing, you know, what about the Boston Tea Party? Yeah. What about learn history? You know, yeah. the, Dude, the most I of mean, the people that it, say that the Boston Tea Party created the very system that they're going against. This isn't left or right. That's not what this is. So if that's the if that's your perspective, stop looking at it that way or you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it and you're going to have all this shit on your Facebook it, and Twitter that you're going to look back at 10 years from now and go, Ugh. If If this is truly about racial reconciliation, it should be about people, yeah. not politics. Oh. I'm just tired of, of the politics being what fueled the conversation. Like, for just a second, let's let's just forget that our political leaders make stupid decisions. Yeah. Let's forget that they make choices that negatively impact us. Yeah. And let's think about you and me, yeah. whoever like, like let's think about the people on the streets. Let's think about the people who are marching. Yeah. Like let's think about those guys. Let's think about them and the police officers that are there. Like it's about people. It's not about yeah. some. Yeah. And not, it's not made up, but like you, you can't grasp like the complexity of what happens in our political system, if that makes sense. Like there are so many people involved to just be like left, right, boom. Like we fall into those categories because there are things that we have created. Like there's people are too diverse. That's why it suffers is because people are too diverse to be lumped into two different categories. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so my my biggest thing is, is like if people like Theo can go through like watching people get cut up in the streets, yeah. like families being drug out and executed out of their houses and then go and be like, I forgive you. Like like people there have looked their father, their mother's killer in the eyes. I forgive you. Yeah. Like if they can do it, I feel like we can do something other than all this hate. Like there it's just it just doesn't make sense like and I'm sorry if that's not what you want to hear from me, but I can't like with the good conscience say yeah. anything else. Look at, I mean, we did Be the Bridge for 10 weeks. Regardless of how I felt about the curriculum, the point of it was what? Lament and grieve. That yeah. was the point of it. Not get pissed off, not riot, not all of that stuff. I mean, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X both 
led peaceful protests that ended with, yes, both of their deaths, but civil justice being served and what the actual protest was happening for. And both of those people spoke out all the time about how their day was coming. Yeah. They knew it was. And if, I mean, if George Floyd, if, if what I've heard about George Floyd through his Facebook and his family members that have spoken out, if he represents the person that they are saying, then he would have done the same peacefully. And we are, we're just, Look, dude, I think there's a percentage of it that has to do with people locked up from the coronavirus with no jobs. And Nothing to do. They're just... On the edge. You know, yeah. It, and there's a lot of that. There's a lot, like, this is my biggest thing is with these riots is it feels way too... Like, the way that the, the chaos has just perfectly yeah. connected feels... it. I mean, call you know, call me crazy, call it a conspiracy, whatever. It feels orchestrated, like, like whether we want to acknowledge it or not, the media, whatever, something is influencing people yeah. to do this. And like, like talking about like bricks being dropped off yeah. by the pallet at yeah. protests, like some of us controlled opposition. Like, man. what is like, like you're telling me if you're on the street and some dude just shows up with a bunch of bricks. And it's like, oh, here. Like, you don't think, oh, maybe I'm, like, being told what to think here. Like, maybe I'm not, like, you're not thinking maybe I'm being controlled. Like, it feels like these these crowds are out here to seek justice and to stand up for, to seek justice and to stand against injustice. And somehow it's like we're being played like a fiddle. Yeah. Like we're being we're being controlled into acting a certain way. Yeah. You know? Like so it just doesn't feel right. So I, I don't know if you don't remember this, but after nine eleven, the Occupy yeah, dude, I was I was born after nine eleven. Yeah. The Occupy there was there were these peaceful protests called Occupy in which people went all in parks and in Wall Street and stuff like that and set up these encampments you know, in protest of uh, like 9-11 victim compensation and a bunch of other stuff, the World Trade Organization, all this, you know, they were protesting a few different things, but it lasted a month and the same thing happened with it. They sent in uh, undercover uh, people dressed up as hippies, learned what was going on, turned it from a peaceful protest into a violent one. Yeah. And that's, that's what happens all the time. It's, that's how they shut them down. It happens time and time again. And, you know, I like, have you seen the umbrella guy video that he's like dressed up as Antifa and he's going around breaking the windows? I haven't actually seen it, but I I know what you're talking about. He just incites it and leaves. And then, yeah, like, you know, but, but you see other stuff as well. That's completely bizarre. Have you seen the video of the guy that, uh, that disarms the AR from the guy? Yeah. Like. What is that, dude? That guy also looked like he was an undercover cop or an, un- you know. I think he was. Just, I think he was some sort of security from nearby, is what I was hearing online. Yeah. Is that he was some sort of like some role like that? And, and if you saw, he he had his own weapon, but he also had another rifle slung, yeah. which means he probably already took one from someone yep. else. That's what I was gonna say because it didn't have. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It didn't have a magazine or anything yeah. in it. And so, and yeah. like. 
it if you're gonna raid like a a cop car or a cruiser or whatever and you're about to take a rifle out of that at a protest it's it's not a protest anymore like it's not like if you're taking weapons from the police to walk around with and look cool or to use it's not a protest like that's that right there is just illegal yeah and so i mean the guy he obviously didn't know what to do with it he was he wasn't even holding it he might as well have not even been holding it the guy comes and jacks it from him with his left hand yeah and i don't know dude let's let's get off of this and start the 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 stuff everybody stay safe out there seriously um so yeah uh all right so what we're going to talk about today is um it's gonna take some time so we'll say that this is part one but uh there's a lot of information over the weekend um if you don't remember anonymous which is the hacktivist group from a while back they wear the guy fox mask from v for vendetta and um, i haven't seen them in a long time yeah it's been a few years they made a video and we're not going to play the video but uh skinny rick and i watched it before this they're into some of them theatrics though a lot of theatrics they're talking about uh the george floyd death and they basically say that uh the cops are controlled by basically the citizens are being controlled by the cops by the cops who are just you know basically the army for the higher-ups which don't get me wrong yeah i believe that we need i say believe that we need it would be ideal if everyone knew how to defend themselves and like in a neighborhood, like yeah. if your community was it, its own security because you were able to protect each other, but that's not going to happen. Not everyone, not everyone's into that. Not everyone wants to own a gun. Not everyone is trustworthy with a weapon fine. and that's fine. So we have the police Their and their job is to keep us safe. And if this stuff is true, talking about that, like they're like i think we need the police but we need them for their intended role not for controlling people that's just not like like that's not very american yeah it feels a little bit maybe more you know yeah maybe some well i mean chinese or something in scenario in situations communism sneaking in in situations like what are happening you know if you're the president or a, a whatever like what do, what do you do besides try and enact immediate legislation or policy or law or whatever to try and do this stuff so i mean it's not surprising that trump would go hey when the looting chart starts the shooting starts like regardless of that is a correct stance or not um like it's not surprising that that happens it's not surprising for him to say you know, hey, governors, you know, take action against this stuff. It's just not because if we, if the infrastructure is not set up to deal with mass protests and mass rioting in cities all over the country, which if you're a person and you have social media, which most people do, Saturday night, you saw it all. I mean, it was everywhere. I saw it. The next day it was here. Happened in Birmingham, looting, buildings burning. I live there. It's the cleanest city I've ever yeah. lived nicest people i have also lived there yeah and so um yeah to i say that to say this um 
you know, Anonymous says that he, they are going to start until uh, this stops. They're going to start basically spilling the beans on uh, the higher ups. And so right after the video um, on this site that I was not aware of, it now is probably the most interesting site that I've ever found, period. Uh, even, uh, even more than... Global, global firepower, firepower yeah, yeah. I was trying to even more than global firepower dude so um this website is called scribd s-e-r-i-b-d which i think it's all its main use is for like distributing ebooks i'm pretty sure yeah but looking at like their ads and stuff yeah because like you see they've got like recommended interest yeah. it's all like what it looks like Books. is kind of like YouTube for for written things, yeah, for whether like it be text. documents, articles, whatever. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I say that to say this. Anonymous has multiple, uh, allegedly multiple accounts. One of them people may be aware of is called OP Death Eaters, and they handle uh, basically whistleblowing and document releasing of uh, child sex trafficking and, and just sex trafficking trafficking in general um documents and yeah. so uh anonymous kind of says go you know we're gonna start doing this on op death eaters you go to op death eaters and they sent it you know it ends up sending you to this site script which is a subscription only but uh what it looks like is and where when they when it's like subscription you're not subscribing to op death years you're you're subscribing to to the yeah to scribd yeah to be allowed to actually read anything posted on there and so scribd is ten dollars a month and i realized quickly that this is actually where uh this is probably the best spent ten dollars a month Um, ever i've seen different news stations including fox news and like the Mm -hmm. new york times uh this is actually where they store their source material and allow people to uh, read it so on fox news for instance if they're talking about a lawsuit or oh, whatever put um you actually get to see the papers and f- that are sitting in front of you know whoever's desk that uh is reporting on this stuff so yeah very interesting but whenever you go to the op death eaters one um there's a you whole find a lot of stuff yes that a ton of unredacted information that previously some of it was available redacted from the Jeffrey Epstein case. And a lot of it is freaking really uh, appalling, if you will. And so there's some of it I don't want to dig too deep in. Whenever it comes to this stuff, uh, you have a few different uh, views, a, a bunch of different theories on who Epstein was, who was involved. Um, and you know, one of the reasons that this is so timely, especially uh, in this situation, is the Epstein documentary that released on Netflix. Um, first off, my review of that, uh, and if you're not aware, I am um, an I, Epstein I, connoisseur. Yes. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, but as far as someone that you would run into on the streets that not, is not a certified like journalist or something like that, I would, you know, not like this is a humble brag. I would venture to say that you're not going to bump it? into someone that knows. Do you want me to say it? What? Do you want me to say yeah, it? Yeah, you, you say uh, it. It, it. Quinn would 
technically be considered an Epstein expert. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but like, all right. So let's say you're, let's say you get invited to a party, right? Someone's going to make an Epstein didn't kill himself joke. And then Quinn's going to be the guy who's like, okay, well, and then yes. he's going to know all the stuff. And then the next hour is going to be people asking questions because all they know is the meme. Yeah, exactly. And so the the documentary, they did a great job documenting the case of Epstein itself. Yeah. And so Which please, I'm I, about- I haven't seen the entirety of the documentary yeah. yet, mainly because I don't have Netflix, yeah. but I remember we watched, we watched like half of it or something. Yeah. like back when it came out no no no. so you what you saw was the bbc one this is one that just came out on netflix well yeah there was the oh it just came out yeah this is a new yeah. one. Oh, so remember not, that book i was reading oh, yeah yeah because we had to go over to we had to get on a plane and like fly over there to get the bbc one yeah yeah exactly so okay. um hang on one second let me turn my phone all right so the documentary covers the case well. Unfortunately, if you want to to find out who Epstein uh, is, you have to, and who is involved, um, you have to remove the girls from the situation and look at the testimonies of the other people that surrounded him, different scientists and stuff like that. That's how you find out who Epstein is. The reason that I say that is because, for instance, Maria Farmer, one of the main girls in the thing, she was on a podcast recently and she was claiming a bunch of, you know, stuff that has been proven outside of the Epstein thing, but it, it is not a part of the, the Epstein operation. So for instance, uh, this one girl said that she saw Bill Clinton on the island. She saw Hillary on the island. However, Bill Clinton was only interested in little boys. Hillary was only interested in little girls. Now, in other sex trafficking rings that we found, uh, like in the Franklin scandal or the finders cult, other political stuff that has happened within this realm, you see both boys and girls. With Epstein, uh, you don't. Um, All you see is girls. And so that is outside of the Epstein thing. Now, I don't think that Bill and Hillary are pedophile sex traffickers because of the Epstein situation. I think Bill and Hillary are pedophile sex traffickers because of the Podesta emails. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Same thing here. Uh, One of the first docs that is released in this thing is uh, a lawsuit against um, Epstein and Trump in which Trump is accused of uh, raping a girl four separate times at four separate parties um and testimonies like trump and epstein fighting over uh a girl's virginity stuff like that and i'm gonna go ahead and say uh that's what we meant when we were talking about some of this stuff is real yeah so it's real um yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say uh if Donald Trump was charged with that and it came out that that happened uh 
just because of the relationships that I know that he has, I it, it would not be a shock to my system. Um, and because of the deal that was made with Epstein back in 2008 that says that in none of his co-conspirators can ever be held accountable for, for his stuff, for their actions. Having said that, out of the case, hundreds of girls that have come forward, this is one person that has made this accusation uh, as far as I'm aware. And I did know about this beforehand, but not, I had never seen the, the testimony itself or yeah. any documents or you know anything like this around. I'm not saying don't believe the girl. What I'm saying is with this, what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, we will never know for sure. And the reason that we will never know for sure is because of the, the judicial system is standing on their the deal, deal yes. which, from 2008 in which the co-conspirators will never It's such be a named. weird deal. It is. It's very weird. Why, though? Like, why do that? Well, and this is kind of why I wanted to do, even without the anonymous thing, I was wanting to do this Epstein thing Uh to begin with is because what I want to talk about is some of the other theories and not only speculation, but testimony of conversations that people allegedly have had with him um, that aren't covered in the doc because I think that filling in some of those gaps for people is important. But to answer your question, why the deal is, you know, Alex Acosta has said that someone approached him and said that Epstein was intelligent, he was above his pay grade, and this is the sentence that you have to give Jeffrey Epstein. Um, also around that, uh, one of the things whenever it comes to uh, situations like this is that the victims or the accusers, uh, whenever a deal like that is made, have to be let in and not necessarily approve, but they have to know what's happening. They have to know before the deal is reached, hey, this is the sentence that this guy's doing. This is what, you know, this is what we're doing. And all of that was hidden from them and their lawyers. The Senate, the sentence was given, the deal was made months before they ever found out about it. So smells kind of suspicious. That's the reason. It's because, you know, someone my opinion, Jeffrey Epstein is some type of intelligence. Maybe he's CIA, maybe he's Mass I don't know. But the sexual blackmail and honeypot operations in intelligence have been going on forever in every culture and every aspect of society just like child sex trafficking has always happened the same way but honeypots and sexual blackmail have always been there they've always been there and uh you know i mean that's just like break down the guy's financials all that stuff that's that's what it is you know, the, it, it's it's a bunch of crap that all just compiles into him being a man of mystery because everything points at him working with some, you know, government contractors or or something, you know, private uh, private things as well. So um, we're not going to get super hardcore into the OP Death Eater stuff. Uh, today because I want to take the time personally to look through uh, some of it, figure out what's important and figure out what's not important. Um, what I want to talk about today specifically is why I think that what Jeffrey Epstein was doing was uh, sexual blackmail 
instead of an actual like sex uh, trafficking only sex trafficking yeah. operation so uh the first thing that we're going to look at the first like thing he that, wasn't just a pdf file he yeah. was the, the, the reason that i think it had a uh, a motive behind it so he was either using it for, this is what i'm talking about is the reason that i think that he was intelligence yeah. basically and that this was an intelligence operation using sexual blackmail for this stuff so uh like i said we know that honey holes or honey pots or whatever you want to call them have existed forever you can go back to project mk ultra with operation midnight climax which was uh, a CIA ran operation in the 50s and 60s in which they had brothels set up mm-hmm. for men to come in and uh, prostitutes would dose them with, with LSD and the whole place was lined with two-way mirrors so that you could uh, you could see what happened. And it was all filmed. And if the right person walked in, they would use that for sexual blackmail. You also see it in plenty of other cases, I'm not gonna dig into every single one because some of them do go into the OP Death Eaters thing, such as the Finders Cult, the Franklin Scandal, yeah. Nexium, all that stuff. We will cover all that in the process of going through this stuff. Uh, but you know, he had uh, he more than likely had this this honey pot the, or honey hole set up, and you know, likely it was. Uh, if you look at the seclusion of almost all of his residents and places that he owned, um, it's far away from everything. It would be hard to leave, even if something horrible happened to you. Uh, you know, it would all be almost more be beneficial for you to stay where he's at than to leave. So, for instance, if you're on Little St. James Island and you make the decision to escape, where are you going? You know, it's completely owned by him. You're not going to be able to make the swim. Yeah. You're a kid. Yeah. You know, close your eyes until it's over and and you can leave. Hopefully, you can leave. And uh, same thing with Zorro Ranch in New Mexico. I think it's one of the biggest uh, piece of properties in the area and... I uh, think that you have to be actually in an aerial vehicle to see uh, his ranch without uh, trespassing. So that's how far out it is from you yeah, know everything. everything. Uh, what, what happens there now that he's dead? No one knows. Um, well, most of his money, from what I understand, went into a trust. Uh, and whenever you do that, that means that multiple people usually get control of it. So and so a, it makes it harder for the victims to get that money. Yeah. Uh, that so, so there's for. people who basically shared that property now. Um, I'm not sure what happened specifically to those assets, but I mean, like, is it just sitting there? Or yeah, it's just sitting there. There's no one like there. Uh. As about three or four months ago, there had been people that snuck on to Little St. James and they were still uh, gardeners and groundskeepers and stuff like that that were there. Yeah. So his estate, you know, is kind of a different scenario than uh, than his like homes themselves, you know. So uh, as long as the money's still there and as long as it still needs to be taken care of 
and as long as you know jeffrey epstein's trust still has the money and the people want people to continue to work like they're obviously going to continue to work to get their paycheck you know yeah. uh and then you know uh he also had a place in ohio which we'll kind of i don't know if we'll get into that this week but um so follow the money so jeffrey epstein uh Went to college, did not graduate college, and then gets uh, a job as the professor at the Dalton School, um, in which he lied on his resume. And you find this out in the doc, uh, lied on his resume. Um, and then uh, to get that job, he gets a job. Then he gets a job at Bear Stearns, a financial thing. They find out that he lied on his resume uh, to the Dalton School. They confront him about it. Epstein's just a charismatic guy. He convinces them you know, to let him stay. He stays a short period of time later. He quits or he gets removed from the company somewhere or another and ends up with Lex Wexner, the guy that owns the limited. Uh, and then Les Wexner, um, he fires him for stealing allegedly $46 million from him. Oh, okay. That's a lot. Yeah. And, you know, broke, broke ties with him, but Whenever I've seen Dottie, he had $500 million uh, cash and then all of his assets. So uh, where does that amount of money come from? You know, and that's where uh, this entire thing kind of starts. Um, you know, let's go, let's get into, uh, let's get into the Ohio situation so that we can kind of give people a glimpse into what was actually happening because it is uh different than it's portrayed in the documentary so you hear about maria farmer in the documentary she is an art school student in which epstein kind of strong arms another customer into buying some of her art hmm. uh he pays less for it than he should he tells her it's going to be worth it he hires her to be like his receptionist um at his manhattan home and then eventually she's gonna go spend some time in uh at his estate in ohio and it's an estate that's like owned by les wexner so go ahead and google les wexner's uh les wexner city in ohio and this is just How this is crazy man right there what did you say les wexner, wexner Type in city oh, in Ohio. Yeah, 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 I do know about this. Uh, okay, so Les Wexner City in New o in uh, Ohio is called New Albany. So Les Wexner literally uh, built this city for himself, uh, and Epstein, I believe, uh, has the biggest house there, other than. Les Wexner. It looks like a freaking dude. That looks crazy. It looks like a palace, really. Um, and so this is what we're dealing with, dude. And they didn't get into it hardcore with uh, with in the documentary. But if you find Maria Farmer talking about this story, uh, she goes here. She's not allowed to leave the house. She wants to go for a run. They tell her to just run within Epstein's house. Because it's that, I want to say it was like, dude. Th this house is big enough to just, mm -hmm. so. So he doesn't even need a treadmill. 
No, but let me finish. So the girl's there and, you know, Epstein and Glenn Maxwell tell her that Epstein wants a foot rub. At this point, they had not previously tried to sexually assault her. This girl is also in her 20s, so she is an adult. Um, She goes in. They try and sexually assault her. She runs, barricades herself within the door. What she doesn't talk about in the documentary is that she uh, then calls as many people as she can that she knows to let them know that she's, you know, not okay in that situation. She calls the cops. The cops tell her, uh, hey, you know, one of our, like, one, the whole town is run by Les Wexner, dude. So... You're at his estate. You're where? You're at Epstein's place. Okay, one of the guards is also a cop. Just, you know, hit up that guy. She's like, what the heck, dude? So this guard ends up not wanting to let her leave. Her dad goes to the gate. It ends up being uh, like a standoff that lasts like three hours before they let her leave with her dad like standing at the gate trying to get it. So what we're dealing with, like we're not dealing with a regular person. We're not dealing with a dude who had an itch for little girl sometimes we are dealing with a guy who has the means and the resources and the friendships to start a town a whole town in which you could have someone entrapped in and not be able to leave that's what new albany is the whole place is ran by lex wexner so let's say jeffrey epstein goes into the middle of the street stabs somebody kills him in the street Gets up and goes for a round of golf. Yeah. Like, like that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with James Bond villains here where they do whatever they want because they own every single person. And that's that, that big baddie, yeah. that bad dude. And so I, mean, I don't, I just don't get how you get that powerful, how you just do that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just money, but you have to look at the black book. You have to look at the flight logs, which we do have the black book uh, as well, unredacted and the flight logs. But look at the flight logs, man. Bill Clinton on that plane, I think 26 times. Trump on it a few times. You have tons and tons of people on the scene. Chelsea Handler, for some reason, congressmen, senators, all this stuff. And you're, you say, why? Why even go with this guy? Well, if Jeffrey Epstein is just known as a friend of politicians, a friend of Bill Clinton, he's a friend of Hillary. Mm. You know, he hangs out with Trump. And he has these killer parties on this island. Go to the island. Nobody's there. Nobody here, right? There's nobody here. So this girl, how old is that girl? She's 18. Okay, she's 18. My wife's not here. I'm going to hook up with this girl. Hook up with the girl. And then right afterwards, Jeffrey Epstein said, Hey, man, uh, just want to let you having a good time? Yeah, man, having a great time. Okay, cool. Just to let you know, Cynthia 17, and I've got a 20 minute video of you, you know, having sex with her. So, what I'm going to need <laughs> is $2.4 million transferred to my bank account and all the help I can get if I ever get in trouble for this stuff. Does that seem that far out of... No, I mean, it makes sense. It sounds... That's easy, dude. Yeah, it's that's... It's a lot, dude. That's super easy. 
thousands of pictures and video they supposedly found in his Manhattan place whenever they raided it. You know, I mean, it's, it's, and then you look at Glenn Maxwell, Robert Maxwell, her dad, you know, accused of being a triple agent, Russia, Mossad, or Russia, Israel, and the U.S. Yeah. Mysteriously killed, and Glenn Maxwell goes crazy, thinking that it's a conspiracy. She pledges constantly. Uh, that, now, this is from... If you're wondering... We will put all of this crap in the thing this time, this so that you don't think that I'm just on here talking a bunch of crap. Okay, there's a lady named Whitney Webb who is basically a journalist that kind of did what I did with the Epstein thing, just dug way too deep in it, and she has interviewed some of these women. Maria Farmer goes on her podcast saying that throughout their relationship, she's constantly, Glenn Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein, both are constantly pledging their allegiance to Israel. Constantly. Yeah, maybe it's... Maybe it's a lie. Maybe the maybe she's making up extra stuff just to make it seem like it's more than it was. But like I said, dude, we're not dealing with yeah, we're not dealing with a he guy with three million dollars. He he ain't just some kitty toucher out here, you know. He's yeah. which makes sense, dude. I mean, and then she disappears two days after Epstein's death. His plane flies to Antarctica. Yeah. Lands in Antarctica and leaves to fly back the same day. And then about six months ago, Southern Trust, one of his little bank corps that he had set up in the Virgin Islands, opens back up and has twelve million dollars transferred to it. Yeah. So that's a, this is this is why we think this. This is why this stuff might sound crazy, and and hopefully through it we can convince you that. I don't want to convince anybody of anything, but I hope that you can see that Jeffrey Epstein is more than just your dime store pedophile or rapist guy because this thing goes deeper than that. It goes all the way, you know, potentially into the White House at some point or at different points of well, time. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has made its way in there at one point or another. Yep. If all these think about all these people who have been in office that have ties to this type of stuff like it's somewhere in there yep and you know who's to say that it wasn't in there before that you know before even before we had all the technology we have today like before emails before whatever like yeah. that's one of my that's one of the things i'm talking like i talk about like we don't need like our idea of a good president is not really what we need. We need a good person in there. Like we don't need them to necessarily be the smartest, the like best, whatever. Like that's why we have professionals. That's why they have a whole team that work that they work with all the time. We need someone who, who is going to make the right choices for the people. Not, you know, it, it, my thing. And this is like a, ideal scenario it'll never happen my thing is if someone runs for office they should not get it because it should not be a career it should not be something to be obtained it should be something given a responsibility given to someone by the people like that's how it should work dude or survivor it you know what i'm saying make it like don't even make it one guy make it 
hey, here's the candidates that we have. There, we have seven candidates. You get to have three. And we're going to go through different waves of voting to eliminate candidates yeah. until we end up with the correct three. So you get at that point, and, and and all three of them cannot be the same political party. Yeah, that's that. Like that sounds better than sounds better than, than what we're doing. What we have right the division that is caused by. Right? I'm not even saying that. Look, our our governmental system it's worked. We've been on top for a reason. Yeah. Okay. For a reason. And I mean, and you can argue with that all day. It. Yeah. But. The issue today isn't the system. The issue today is the people. It's the division within the people. I talk about this all the time. Do you have an issue with Donald Trump or do you have an, an issue with the response to Donald Trump? He's got to say something. He's the president. Yeah. He's a reality TV show guy. Yeah. You're fired is the most popular thing that he's ever said in his life. So don't expect an eloquent speaker like Barack Obama. I, th- I mean that's just what it is. But you're not wrong. If 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 I could do if I could have any of it, if I could do any of it, this is what I would do. I would make it to where no matter what happens, the ticket that wins has to be Democrat and Republican. So it has to be, if we're going to stay in, if we stay in this. So your president could be a Republican, but your vice president has to be Democrat yeah. or vice versa. And because that, too many people just point at the administration. It's the Trump administration. Well, would that be different if Nancy Pelosi was Trump's vice? Yeah. Like it would be a, it would be a different narrative, guaranteed. I, I don't know, man. People, I still just think that it's not something it's not a career like it shouldn't be a career because if if the government is truly ran by the people then the go- all the government is is an organized way for the people to make decisions it's not something that it's not something that should be controlling the people it is something that like no. i think think about it this way have you ever done anything with a team Yep. Anything, yep. literally. Someone's got to make decisions. Yeah. Okay. And their job is to make the decisions that are best for the team. Yeah. Like that's just what, that's how it should work. Yeah. It shouldn't be like, all right, we got to do what this guy says because he's in charge. Yeah. Like that's not the idea. If we are actually like the American people are the ones in charge, then it should not be a career. You should not, you should not really like, not not benefit from it, but it shouldn't be something that's like if you get it, you win. Like yeah. it should be a responsibility. Yeah. Not and that and with that you just then you just filter out all the people who shouldn't be running. Yeah. Like like people who want it probably aren't the right people to do it. Yeah. So exactly. So, you know, I, I have this I, I dude, look, I've I have been reading and dissecting politics for the last like couple years it's, i'm sorry like some people do football that's what i do and like dude i don't like most of the time what donald trump has to say i don't like the opinions that he has on something i don't i don't like his stances sometimes but i also don't like anyone else's yeah and the big problem is like i'm gonna like i like america yeah. i like the first amendment 
Like I like the concept. It's a of pretty the, good. Uh, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I like the concept of the Second Amendment. I've said it before. I would if so. If I found a place with a good infrastructure that had a First Amendment, I would I would go there for a couple of years just to see what it's like to be somewhere yeah. else. But I like so. This is the deal, dude. And this is I did the same thing with Barack Obama. I'm gonna give him the the benefit of the doubt. And with Trump, it just so happens to be that the haters are such haters that for someone like me, that it looks like like. I just support our president because he's our president and he needs the people's support. You know, like we got him whether we want him or not. You got him. So why yell at him? Why? It it has never been like this on this level for anybody else. It hasn't. And so for me to say uh, anything positive or a neutral thing or say maybe Trump didn't, you know, rape this girl is a a pro-Trump stance like i or just maybe, said it i don't think that maybe Bill- maybe saying that is just you saying hey we don't know yeah and that because that's what it is and hey here's the other thing there's a good chance that we never will because again this judicial thing that they're saying we're not gonna ever allow you to know who all the co-conspirators are and all that stuff and there is going to be some redacted information in this still if anonymous has any morals at all so with any other case that's going on like some of that stuff does need to be redacted if roger stone has something to do with with the epstein stuff like we have to we still have to go through the judicial process for it to work properly and so for that to happen he has to be he has to he has to go to court for his thing now first yeah right yeah. Like like that that stuff does have to happen. That's why on WikiLeaks there's still redacted information. Because if you believe in the integrity of America, you have to let the judicial system take its course. And if it doesn't do the right thing, then let it go. Release it. Release yeah. all of it. Yeah. But I mean that that's where we're at with this thing at this point. So we're going to continue to do this uh we're going to say indefinitely as I'm pulling apart some of this stuff, we've got some uh, some interesting stuff potentially coming up. I talked with one of our friends that lives out of country who's a musician about potentially coming on to do the 27 Club, which would be, you know, I'm talking about all the 27-year-old musicians that died, yeah. you know, kind of weirdly. So you have like Jimi Hendrix, yeah. Jim Morrison, Tupac, um, Kurt Cobain. So, um, I think that one would be a cool one. That one's a little more of a spookaholic, you know, yeah. Bigfoot aliens kind of situation, but. But you know, I'm into um, that. Yeah. I'm into them. Them monsters. Yeah. 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 The spookums. Yeah. The things that lurk in the shadows. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to be back, dude. I would say if you're right now is a good time. If you're a QAnon person, you know, be on the lookout if that's something that you're interested in. Also be on the lookout. It seems like, you know, the intelligence community has a per is purging some information uh in one way or another, whether it be uh through anonymous or if they're having it purged and it's being stolen from them. Um yeah. This is an exciting time to be a conspiracy theorist because the world is, you know, beginning to open up their eyes to this stuff. And I, this is all I wanted. 
from doing this podcast. I'm not saying that I had a huge part in it, but you know, if I can, if I can help someone to wake up and realize, you know, what's happening right now, like yeah. that, that's why we're doing it. You know, that's why we're doing it. And I, I would say that like, you're a, a great example. You know, a lot of the stuff that we've talked about since we've come in this, like you were homeschooled, you know, you uh -huh. weren't like finders cult wasn't something that was talked about at your dinner table. Nope. And so, you know, this is a good example of that. And it's, you know, it's been fun watching like your mind get blown over time through this stuff. Like it's, I've always said it, man, we're, you know, you're sitting there at your house and you think that this is too, this stuff is too much work. You're a couple clicks away from the truth. Okay. You know, almost every time, like whenever we were doing hey. the Thanksgiving episode, it was like, like hey, the, they did this thing. Yeah. All right, well, let's click the history of this. Oh, this tribe ceased to exist four days after Thanksgiving at the hands of the th same people they were eating with. You know, like it's, you're but, only a couple clicks away from the truth. And I mean, with it, when it comes to all this stuff, with anything, like you don't really know what's going on because you weren't there. Yeah. But like you can definitely get closer to the truth oh. by doing some research. Oh. For and, uh, I, and I hate it when people say do your like do the research, do your research on like videos. It's like okay. Like yes. But it's not it's not about being right. It's not about do your research. You're, you know, you're a dummy. You don't know what's yeah. going on. You should, you know, you should look into it. It's about knowing what's happening. Yeah. So and like, if you've got someone there that's talking down to you about it, like, yeah, the best way for like, you, you just need to know what's yeah. happening. And the best way for you to do that and for you to become like actually awake is for you to, it's a meditative process. You, the best way to do it is you on your process own. process the information. Yeah. The best sure. way to do it is on your you own. You can't just read it and be like, okay, well, like when you find out that the world is a little bit messed up more yeah. so than we thought, it's heavy, dude. There's yeah. a lot of this stuff and that just gets, it gets real fast. Yeah. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to speculate. Like a good, a great example is, you know, I, I was missing everything but a document a document that linked the finders cult to Jeffrey Epstein. But you, like it, it was a more or less a theory that I had, yeah. I had done myself and turns out and that thing of docs is, yeah. you know, the last piece of evidence that I need for it. And it's, it's there. And it's just, it's just amazing, man. That the things that are out there, if you look for it, you know, the, the truth is, is much more available than you think it is. Don't and don't be afraid to. I mean, don't be afraid to look a little bit crazy because no. the reality is is that most people like ignorance, and yeah. so if you challenge that, they're gonna whether they whether whether they like consciously like realize it or not, they're going to be like defensive and they're gonna try to avoid that, and so you know. Like the like the term conspiracy theorist was created by the CIA, mm -hmm. was it not? Yeah. Yeah. Like like people don't want the mass, you know, the the general public to know what's going on because the people in power want to keep that 
control. And, you know, I'm not really into living my whole life being controlled by someone else. Yeah. It's not something I'm, it's, I, I would very much like to think for myself. Yeah. It's strange, but the, but you know, what we, what conspiracy theorists consider themselves and I would go to say like if you're a bigfoot person like you're not a conspiracy theorist you're if you're a bigfoot person or or an aliens guy which you know i do believe that aliens exist but if you get into all of this like netflix like ancient aliens and all this stuff like you like you are exactly what they what the cia created the term conspiracy theorists yeah, for. for like what we call ourselves the community the truth community and really what all we are is we're intelligent adjacent like it's not that much different than the intelligence community like yeah. all of this these documents all this stuff is floating around like you just know have to know who to talk to to get it how to find it how to decipher it sometimes how to read it how to come to the conclusions and at the end yeah. like you can you can you can figure up. most of this stuff out it's it's just not it's not incredibly difficult well and and i'm not you know i'm not gonna say that i'm great at this because like i really haven't messed with a lot of the stuff until the last you know year or two yeah. maybe and uh but like for example, when COVID first popped up and I was like, I don't know, the evidence seems likely that somehow it was manufactured, whether it was for the intent of being a weaponized virus or just some experiment for yeah. some reason gone wrong. Well, people were like, ah, you know, I don't think that's true because, you know, people are saying that it, it, it seems naturally generated. Well then, you know, a few months later, people start saying, you know, there's some things in here that don't occur in nature. Yeah. You know, in exactly. the, in like the the breakdown, the actual like composition of this virus. There are things in here that don't make sense to be like naturally yeah. created. And so I'm like, well, okay. I mean, like people like people actually said that that sounds crazy when I told them and I was like, I mean, I don't know what you like, it's just you just you just think it's that convenient that yeah. it just it functions this specific way yeah so and if you're a person that believes in like gematria or um gematria or like even simulation theory or like uh ritualistic like sorcery and stuff like that like you're having a field day right now too because yeah. the pattern on this stuff is it is it is the simulation falling apart, dude. Like, <laughs> look at look at how the pro how the coronavirus started and how it ended. You had right before it eight months of protesting yeah. in China, yeah, coronavirus, and the coronavirus ends with mass protesting in the U.S. How weird is, dude? This is I will say this made me a little bit a lot upset with people that like the same people who will not like the same people say. who are afraid of this virus yeah. are the ones filling the streets. Yeah, dude, what, yeah. <laughs> what happened to social distancing? Y'all yeah. you know, out here, you know, y'all ain't wearing masks, y'all wearing bandanas, yeah. bro. You ain't trying to filter out no virus. You trying to, and, and for me, that's another thing. 
You want to talk about change? Like, MLK wasn't wearing a mask. He was like, I'm right here. Yeah. You know, this is like me. Yeah. This is what I stand for. Dude, you're going to put on a mask and hop up on top of a car and start a riot. Like, you're not, you're not, you're not brave. You're just. Yeah, you're representing yeah. the action that you want to see happen. Exactly. Because you're not you. You're just. A dude in a mask. Yeah. Exactly. Like. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's why, like, that's why there's a difference between protests and riots, and there have been protests. Yeah, you know, like, like I'm pretty sure that the one here was mostly was yeah. not even like I think I think one car got its windows smashed out or yeah. something like that. It was an after the fact situation. Yeah, and like that's a protest. Yeah. Get out there, fill the streets. Yeah, you know that's cool. That's yeah. great. But you know whatever's going on in Minneapolis. It's crazy, dude. It's totally bizarre, but dang, it's out here looking like the dang. Uh, I told you the as soon done. as I told you as soon as it popped up, as soon as the virus popped up, I was like, "This feels like Tom Clancy's The Division." That's what it feels like. All right, dude, and we're already two steps in. We've got the virus, which got everyone on lockdown, oh. and then you get the rioting and the looting and stuff. Okay, all we're missing now is for them to completely, and they're close, because they, did you know about the curfew? Mm. Like, we're not allowed to leave our houses yeah. after a certain time. Dude, we're... Like, and, and all that's missing is the third step where they completely lose control, and then there's some sort of sleeper-like agency that wakes up, and now there's, like, special ops on the streets. Dude, we're also primed for, like, so primed for Project Blue, Blue Beam right now. Oh, my gosh. But no, dude, are we not? I guess. <laughs> like, what better way? Like, well, not what better way, but what if, like, Project Bluebeam attempt is made, okay, it fails, and then that's the thing itself that starts the, div like, the division thing, the fact that they attempted it and it failed. I mean, could happen, dude. We're primed for it. Pentagon coming out with... uh you know, officially stating that those UFO things were real. All the Christians saying it's the end of the world. Like Project Bluebeam is a fake holograph hologram, either alien invasion or Jesus come back. Like we're as primed as it gets for it, my friend. And you know what you have to do for both of those things to happen and be effective? Everybody gotta be in their houses. Everyone's got to be. Everybody's got to be in their houses. There has to be a lockdown. There has to be a curfew. All that stuff has to happen for for that. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but like that's a I mean, that's I mean, a thing I mean, that could. that's a thing that people are concerned about. I mean, you've seen those videos that I've showed you of like those crazy holograms that yeah. put out, even if it's like a video overlay, like yeah. it still looks real. I mean, look at what ABC does with freaking. Saying that a Kentucky firing range is is in Syria. The war zone, yeah. Like, why not post? Oh my! Like, look, this is in Afghanistan. It looks like some guy is ascending from the freaking descending from the clouds. It wouldn't be hard to make that video. I mean, you could make that video. I mean, yeah, we could, we could we could make that video. We could make the video, and we're just we're primed to eat something like that up right now. And the best way to do it is for nobody to be able to leave their houses or anything like that. So, 
but let's get out of here dude i'm hungry and I, th I think this has been a pretty long one and a probably one of the better ones that we've done in a while i know that it probably is definitely on a kind of a different caliber because it's the stuff that i'm most versed in and kind of most passionate about but yeah yeah so if you want to follow us on social media you can follow me at tbat quinn and i'll wait for the is there a lower third Lord, Lord. there All it right, is your turn. mine is at tbat s-k-i-n-e-r-i-c-k uh you know like i said i'm not out i'm not on social media to uh to change the world yeah. You know, you want that, you come here. Yeah. That's where you get it. Um <laughs> but yeah. So Yep. So thank you all again for watching and we will see y'all next week. Yeah, love you. Bye. Bye.